the hearing, we want you to come. Take your liberty tonight. Preach to me. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Thank you, Elder. Praise the Lord. Amen. We appreciate the confidence you have in us, Elder, and uh, for allowing us to come. We're so blessed to get to be here. Praise the Lord. feel like the Lord's going to do something for us tonight. Amen. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? <clears throat> Some people are looking for the goods, but the goods are already here. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. You believe that? I do. Amen. Praise God. If you got a Bible tonight, let's go to the book of Malachi, chapter 2 and verse 1. Or excuse me, Malachi, chapter Three, I'm sorry, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. <clears throat> Praise God. I don't think it was any coincidence that Elder spoke about the fire, because I'm going to preach about the fire tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Behold, I send my messenger. And he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. And even the messenger of covenant whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, said of the Lord of hosts. But whom may abide in the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appear? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Oh, God, we thank you tonight. For we know that you're here in this place. And we know that you're going to move, God, in a mighty way tonight, Lord. We just need you to anoint. God, help us. I feel like you've already prepared the heart for your word, God. We just ask that you speak to us tonight. And I'll give you all the praise, the thanks, and the glory. Why don't you put your Bibles down and why don't you praise the Lord just one more time. Can you do that tonight? Praise God. You may be seated tonight. I, uh, when I thought about this conversation, a thought came to my mind that I'd like to share with you tonight. Amen. And I just want to preach that fire. That fire. Now, the prophecy of Malachi the Lord's the predicting, the predicting of the coming of the Messiah. The Holy Ghost inspired this dear man, praise God, to put in the words of this prophecy like, he said he's like the refiner's fire. He shall set as the refiner and purify the silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. From our text tonight, the refiner's job was to make these metallic substances just as pure as they possibly could be. His main tool was fire. 
he would receive the medal in a lump sum. Then he would place it into a crucible and he began to heat it up. And of course, the word refined just means to be re-purified. In other words, to go a step further. Is anybody willing to go a step further tonight? Would you say, God, take me a step further and get me closer to you tonight? Now, in the process of purifying the metal, the metal, of course, is hard. It's solid. And the only way you can make it pure is get it hot enough to become liquid form. And then to get it so hot that the liquid begin to break down the properties of that metal and the impurities will begin to float to the surface. And then refiner would take a ladle or some kind of scoop and he pulled those impurities to the side and he'd lift them out of the silver and he'd put them in another crucible. And which later he would begin to reheat again and try to get a little bit more of those impurities out of either the gold or the silver, or the brass, and trying to make them as pure as he possibly could get them. Are you getting it? The longer he heated, the hotter the fire would become. And those impure elements would turn loose of that metal, of that silver and gold. How the refiner Praise God, or the purifier of the silver, knew that the silver was as pure, amen, as pure as he was going to get it, as when he'd lean over that crucible and he could see the reflection of his own face. Just like looking into a mirror. And when he could see his own image in the surface of the silver or the gold, he knew it was just as pure as it could case. Capable of ever getting it. And when you and I go through life and we live for God, sometimes we don't understand why the trials come our way. The test that God gives us, it reveals us the trials uh, that God allows us to go through or to refine us. I said, or to refine us. Uh, and while we're going through these things, uh, sometimes uh, we like to escape uh, the heat. Sometimes we come to our friends in prayer with the statement, I don't know what's happening in my life. Would you pray with me? It seems like everything is going wrong. I don't understand why my kids are acting the way they're acting. I don't understand why my marriage is in trouble. I don't understand why I'm having these difficulties that I'm having. Sometimes, friend, uh, God has just simply put you in the crucible uh, and he's turned the heat up uh, just another notch uh, and he starts popping those bellows uh, just a little bit harder uh, and the fire is there uh, to drive those impure uh, elements out of your essential properties uh, so God can get the goodness uh, out of your life and my life. Uh, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Uh, I feel like somebody here tonight it's going through something in your life and you're wondering God am I going to survive this you'll survive 
Because God's going to get something out of you. And if you surrender, your, come on, if you surrender to him, the refiner, and let him do the work, uh, come on and get you refined. Uh, only God himself knows uh, what you're going to look like when it's all over. think the refiner was an artist. He knew how to soften the metals. Hot enough fire will soften even the hardest of metals. You're not too hard for God. He knows how to soften you up. You may think you hard, but I know a God that can get you in the fire and he can soften you up. He can get that stuff out of you that he needs to get out of you. Praise God if you allow him. Praise God. If you allow him to do the work, uh, he'll get you refined. Uh. You know, there's folks in church, and there may be some folks here tonight who have a tendency towards skepticism. Sometimes it doesn't matter what anybody says to us tries to bless you there's always you always can see a negative uh oh it's something praise God no matter what God tries to do and make a living for him more enjoyable more fulfilling they're always looking for a devil under the next bush you keep looking and you'll find you one I said you keep looking and you'll find you one Praise God, and you'll wish to God that you never did find what you're looking for. They're always finding a problem or a fault with everything that's going on. This is a good church. There's nothing wrong with this church. Praise God. Do you hear me tonight? I said, this is a good church. There's nothing wrong with this church. Uh, don't look for things that's going wrong in the church. Uh, know that everything's going uh, in the right direction. Uh, that God uh, is pushing the church uh, in the right direction. As the metals begin to melt, the refiner would intensify the heat and begin to make the coals under the crucible hotter and he began to separate the impurities and he would rise to the surface and he would let them and it, it just let that man know brother that chunk of gold or that silver or that metal whatever it bought was worth the price that he paid for it if too much of the impurities came to the surface then he'd know they'd probably been ripped off but he had heated a little bit hotter and that heat coming to get it hotter and hotter. And those small, more stubborn impurities, praise God, would come to the surface and he'd take them off. Uh, the things that are in our lives, uh, those little stubborn impurities uh, that get inside of us, uh, those little things that's there uh, that we don't think they're a problem, uh, that nobody knows anything about, uh, the things that weaken us, uh, destroy us, uh, and cause us failure. Uh, let me tell you what happens to those impurities. Uh, they're weakening the substance. Uh, the structure uh, of the metal uh, which is you uh, and I uh, come on the structure of the metal uh, that can become strong uh, harp uh, it's sharp uh, useful for God is impaired because of some little something that was left inside the mix when the metal was burnt down 
I've seen way too many people in the midst of the battle. Weakness should have never been there. Should have never been there. It's not a matter of fact who knows about it. It's a matter of fact that it's in the mixture. It's in your makeup. And sooner or later, you're going to find yourself in a trial. And you're going to find yourself on the battlefield. And you're going to find yourself in a spiritual spiritual struggle. And you're going to be wrestled with all of hell. And you're going to start falling apart. If we let these impurities hide down inside of us that we're comfortable with, thinking some thoughts we shouldn't think. You know, we're having a, we're having a, a tremendous problem in Pentecostal ranks. Come on, in our apostolic churches, in our movement today about pornography. We really are. Do you know why? Because somebody let a little germ live down inside of them that should have never been there to begin with. We're having a problem with honesty issues in the church. Come on, I said we're having problems with character issues in the church because people don't like dealing with issues. Uh, but I've come tonight to tell you uh, we need a fire uh, to hit our Pentecostal churches. Uh, you need one to hit this town uh, that has set this church on fire, uh, that has set your altars on fire. Uh, come on, that has set the saints of God on fire uh, in such a way uh, everybody around you starts saying, uh, man, uh, I don't know what's going down the road, uh, going on down the road uh, at that true church. Uh, but something's happening uh, with that bunch of people. Uh, something's got a hold uh, of them. When I read in the Bible where God got ready to commission Isaiah, he's ready to move him from the status of a minor to a prophet. The Bible said the year that King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. The scripture said the angel went over and took out a pair of tongs, reached into the altar before God. Come on now, took a large coal out of that altar. Amen. With those tongs, run that coal down and stuck it on the lips of God's man and said, Your iniquity, your iniquities are purged. And when he put the cold on his lips, come on, praise God. Amen. The guy began to do what was right. I just can't help but think tonight. If God's got a cold that's so hot that you can't handle it with your hands, and the angel's got to take a pair of tongs, praise God. Amen. It, it, it was so hot. Come on, when we come into church, everything that tries to hang on it, come on, hang itself on you. Praise God. Ever, come on, every time you come in here during the week and you're out there during the week and everything that tries to come in here and hang itself on you, it ought to stop at the back door and says, I'm not going in there. Instead of the devil coming in here sitting down on the pew beside you, uh, he ought to be waiting outside the doors uh, because it's too hot for him to handle in here. Uh, come on, fire purges. Uh, I said, fire purges.
know why we're having some problems at church? People want a religion. They only go so far in their lives. They don't want their religion coming down inside of them. They want their preacher leaving issues alone. They want their preacher leaving substance alone. They want the preacher to preach a feel-good message, a feel-good gospel. They want to be able to go and do as they please. Praise God. I got a question. Whatever, whatever happened to the refiner? Come on, that's going to have a fire. It's going to purge us. Whatever happened to the fire? You know, in, in Isaiah chapter 40, that great Old Testament prophecy of the coming of John the Baptist foretold the effects of John the Baptist's repentance ministry and repentance preaching. In verse 7, he says it like this. He said, the grass withereth and the fire and the flower, the flower fadeth. <laughs> because the spirit of the Lord blowed upon it. Now listen, be, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Praise God. God didn't kill the grass by having bad breath. Killed the grass by blowing on a little flickering amber. You hear me? On a little flickering amber. Amen. Praise God. Deadness has got to be dealt with. Somebody say amen tonight. What we need to do is burn off the woods around us, come on, in our lives just a little bit. Uh, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, uh, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven uh, as a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. Uh, Praise God, and there appeared unto them clothed in tongues uh, like as a fire uh, and set upon each of them. Uh, how many of you knows what happened uh, when you start burning? Come on, when you start blowing on a little fire. Uh, you get a big fire. I said you get a big fire. God blow on us tonight. God blow on us tonight. Is there an amber in this church uh, that God can blow on tonight? Is there one amber uh, here tonight uh, that God can blow on uh, and start a blaze uh, in this place? in the past of Pentecost, it's time to realize God's not changed. The church is the same. God's the same. Come on. What we need, we need the breath of God to hit us and fan the flame. Uh, praise God. You know what I think tonight, and I didn't come here to hurt anybody. Praise God. I didn't come here with a chip on my shoulder tonight. No, sir. But I'm telling you, the Lord's got a message for the church tonight, God wants just a little bitty amber. Praise God. That he can blow on. And he said, if you'll let me deal with the deadness, praise God. All those things that we accumulate, the stuff that weigh us down, come on, it's going to keep us from heaven. The church needs some folks, young and old, to catch on fire. We need a fire to break out in the ranks. 
We need God, come on, to blow on those flames. Amen. You know, we go home and we talk about, man, did pastor preach tonight. My goodness, he preached such an awesome service. My Lord, he preached. Can I tell you this, come on, this town don't need a better preacher. It's got the best preacher that it can ever have. You've got the best preacher you'll ever have. That's the truth. Praise God. I said, you got the best preacher you'll ever have. Come on, friend. You don't need sinners going home uh, talking about how good he preached uh, or how good you sing. Uh, you need them going home uh, telling their neighbors, uh, man, you should have seen that fire. My, oh, come on. Man, you should have seen the fire uh, in that apostolic church. We need to catch on fire. Come on, I said we need to catch on fire. Oh, I wish somebody would catch what I'm trying to preach uh, in the Holy Ghost tonight. Somebody in this church has got to get hungry. Somebody in this church has got to get passionate. Somebody in this church has got to catch on fire. Well, I feel the Lord tonight. God's talking to somebody tonight. God's not telling you that you're a failure. That's not what he's telling you. He's not telling you that he don't love you. He does love you. He's telling you he'd love for you to be an amber so you can blow on you. Uh, praise God. It sets you on fire. Come on, say, God, deal with the deadness. Deal with the deadness that's in me tonight, God. Come on, we need that fire to burn off those fruitless, useless areas in our lives. We need the Holy Ghost fire to burn off the dead stuff so the new stuff can sprout. My, 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 my. My, my, my. Man, you know what the Lord just spoke to me? He said, there's been seeds planted years and years ago right here in this town. You know what he said? They'll never sprout until the church gets on fire. It needs a fire to hit the town. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, there's seeds in this town that the gospel's already been told them about. Uh, they're just waiting for a church to catch on fire. Uh, come on, to warm up the seeds uh, that's already been planted. Check this out for yourself. When a ponderosa pine drops its pine cone, the pine cone goes down and lays in a track on the ground. It can be rained on. 
it does not affect it. It can get dry, it does not affect it. It lays on that track of ground, sometimes even for years. And oh my, that's, that's what I'm seeing. There's been, we'll call them ponderosa pine, pine cones. It's been laying around this town for years. For years. They lay on the ground for years until a fire comes through the forest. And right after the flame goes past the pine cone, it opens up. It drops its seed on the ground. Come on, it's germinated by fire. I said it's germinated by fire. Come on, friend of mine. This town's just waiting for this church to catch on fire. that the rain didn't open it up the dryness didn't open it up it's when a flame went past it that pine comb opened up and dropped its seed praise God then it hit the ground began to germ come on my God the fire germinated the seed up oh I hear what you're saying brother Heron they know what we believe when they get ready to come come on They'll come. I'm telling you right now, they're laying there on the ground. Uh, they're waiting. Come on, they waited long enough. Uh, the Baptist is not going to get them. Uh, the Methodists won't get them. Uh, the Catholics not going to move them. Uh, the only hope uh, for the, come on, the only hope they have uh, is for a Pentecostal assembly uh, to make up their mind. Uh, God's more important than fun time. God's more important than rest time. God's more important uh, than getting by with just a few things uh, in my life. God set us on fire. God let a fire hit this church. God let a fire hit this church. Fire purify. You hear what I'm telling you tonight? Fire purifies us. Fire will consume us and renew us. Fire will waken up some things deep inside, deep inside of some of us that's not waiting for the greatest evangelists uh, to come through or, or wait for the greatest singers. Uh, come on, to hit church. Uh, they're waiting for the church, come on now, to get in the presence of God and stay there till God set you on fire. tell you something something happened that woke up Israel when the Holy Ghost came in your life something woke up that's what the fire does it wakes up stuff inside of us fire purifies fire consumes fire renews fire awakens uh, and last fire reveals Scripture in 1 Corinthians 
chapter 3, verse 13 says, Every man's work shall be made manifest for that day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by what? Fire. Fire. And that fire shall be tried by every man's work of what sort it is. Fire will test or reveal your godliness. Come on now. It will reveal who you are. It reveals the true state of the inner man. Fire. Come on, does that. The core of place where all your actions and your motives, your thoughts, your feelings, your appetites, your desires, your works, uh, where all of you originates from. That's where the fire wants to get to tonight. I found this so true. I found this so true in so many people. Praise God. I'll never try to be anything that I never was. When I first started preaching, the first thing the Lord spoke to me, he said, you are not your pastor's. And he said, you're not going to operate like your pastor. He said, I'll give you your own anointing. You be my carrying. You don't try to be who he is. Praise God. But I found, I found it's uncomfortable when God starts revealing and you find out you're not quite the person you thought you were. It's uncomfortable when the fire, come on now. Hello, somebody. It's uncomfortable when the fire starts burning deep down inside of us. And we start seeing those petty little feelings. We start seeing those rebellious little intentions. It's uncomfortable when God begins to do this. I'm going to tell you what we have a tendency to do. We have a tendency to turn around and walk away from the fire. We don't like anything showing us what we don't think that we are. Why don't you just be who you are? Why don't you just be who you are? God wants you to be who you are. God don't want you to pretend to be something that you're not. Just be who you are and let God use what God's put in you. Brother, I'm a good saint. I'm going to heaven. I did not come here to challenge that tonight. What I'm here to preach to this church is God wants to start a fire in this church. God wants to set you on fire. God wants to burn. God wants you to burn with a fire. He wants to get all the way down to the core of you. Come on. He wants to get to heart. He wants to get to the heart of you. God wants you to get close enough to the fire that the fire will purify you. That fire will consume all those dead areas and those parts, friend of mine, that aren't dead. The fire will awaken the seed in this church. You hear me? And all around, praise God. I, I'm getting done. I'm getting done. Set my intention to hold you long. God just wants to set this church on fire. I didn't say that some of you didn't have the fire. I just said God wants to set some people on fire. I know there's a fire here, but God, what God said tonight, there's some people. There's some people that's lost their fire. There's some people that's lost their desire. There's some people that don't even have the joy of the Holy Ghost here. Every 
everything you do, you do it with a straight face. You never smile. I said, you never smile. Why don't you smile every now and then? They're like that brother up here tonight, man. I don't have that kind of energy. I used to, but I've gotten old, praise God. I'm older now. I'm in my middle 60s now. I don't have, I still got to drive, but I <laughs> I don't have all that. I wish I did, but I don't have it no more. Praise the Lord. Seriously, God wants you to smile. Be happy. Be happy God's using you. And do it with a smile. Now I'm going to open this altar tonight and hear me. I know God's talked to somebody. Let me say it like this. I know that God's talked to somebody tonight. And there's something inside of every person in that church that wants to move to the next step with God. And that next step is letting God, come on, start a fire deep down inside of you. And let the Holy Ghost blow on you. And you're, come on, you're the one that I'm opening this altar up to tonight. Come on, if you want a new fire, I'm opening the altar for you tonight. Now, if you don't want this, don't come. I'm not, come on, I did say that for, come on, for you to, come on now. But if you really want God, come on, a new fire. I want you to come right now. If you want the fire and you're willing to pay the price and you're willing to make the consecration, come down here. Call upon the Lord and ask God to set you on fire. God set me on fire. Come on, say it. Say it with me. God set me on fire.